States. Um, I was one of I was one of the first people publicly growing and educating about cordyceps. So um, before I put any literature out or started doing it, um, you couldn't find anything in English um, outside of translated uh, peer review articles from Korea and Vietnam and China and wow. Thailand. Wow. And then you wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm. And then. You are, are helping um, some people of color, at-risk youth, or people who are economically disadvantaged on um, to learn to grow cordyceps and learn the technology? Um, I have done classes in low socioeconomic areas around the country. Um, even in my area uh, in Pennsylvania where I live, um, I've taught in some of the schools around in the inner city. Um, and... Uh, even down in Puerto Rico, you know, we've done uh, trade and barter mushroom classes and things like that. So um, I have been trying to get this to as many people as possible. Um, you know, when I released my first book, I just released it at $10. So I was trying to make it as accessible as I can with also showing respect to my energy and things like that. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, There's there's been a lot of, of effort into the education. And, you know, this year we got um, a lot more energy behind the um, giving us ability to, uh, to have more social outreach. outreach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was inspired by a lot of your mission and thanks for being here. And, and uh, I was kind of curious, um, we were talking a little bit about schooling and some schooling choices and like kind of where we went to school. Mm-hmm. And I was curious about your formative journey. I don't know if you told the story a million times, but it was something I was definitely curious about. Just kind of what was the road that brought you to where you are now? Right on. Um, a lot of my journey into, um, understanding, becoming conscious, educated, and all this kind of stuff happened very, very, very early. Like, as soon as I was born, uh, my mother was in college still, uh, A&T in Greensboro, North Carolina, and, uh, my father was recruiting, um, for the army in New York City, um, and I lived with my grandparents in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, and my grandfather was an English professor, um, uh, 
and my grandmother was also very literate and they both together did art and wrote books and uh, put a, a huge emphasis on teaching me how to speak English, um, teaching me phonetics, teaching me etymology, teaching me syntax, uh, structurization of words so that I could know how to understand what a word was if I never saw it before. Yeah. Um, and uh, all this kind of stuff. They taught me immediately. Um, <clears throat> and there wasn't much like goo goo gaga, baby talk or anything like that. Um, I remember within the first four years of being alive, they were telling me that the TV is a boob tube. Like, you yeah. lose your mind if you look into it. Yeah. Um, my grandfather was showing me like, like, uh, letters that he had from Martin Luther King that he wrote back and forth and he's like wow. he's like I learned so you can speak he's like I learned because I couldn't speak and I know that I couldn't speak but you can now and you need to know how to speak so that people can hear what you have to say because they couldn't hear what we had to say yeah. and he's like you're going to be our family that people can hear wow. and like he was telling me this I'm like two three four years old you know what I mean and I'm just like like I wasn't watching TV so the stories they were telling me like they wrote the they drew the pictures, but like they would tell me stories of their, of their lives growing up, and like it would be so visual and yeah. stimulating, and like I would just I like those were that was all really formative for me. Wow. So like my grandparents definitely had a big impact on that, um, and then uh, you know my mom put me in a Catholic school for a little bit. I got kicked out of there, <laughs> um, and um, I went to a Montessori school for a little bit. I went to a public. School uh, school for a little bit in the DC metropolitan areas where all this happened up until like fourth grade. Um, so like second and third grade, I was in a public school in Maryland. And then fourth grade, I went to an international school in London. Um, I spent two years there or like uh, fourth grade into fifth grade there. Um, and the school was just amazing. Like we were learning all sorts of incredible things. Um, besides the fact that I was a very, already very well off for reading and writing and things like that. Um, we were learning about different religions. We were learning about um, expressing ideas and, and different types of arts and science. Well, yeah, like they would, they took us to these crazy museums and like some of the science classes and like the tactile, like things that we huh. were getting our hands on. Yeah. Um, it was, it was incredible. It was things that you would see on TV or think was like a right. futuristic did or you, something. Did you know about the Exploratorium? Have you ever heard about that? Um, Exploratorium, I'm not familiar. So I don't know if it's still in San Francisco, but it was like a hands-on science learning, um, almost amusement park mm -hmm. for, for kids. Primarily, okay. the adults could come too, but it was the same thing. Like They would have the chair where you could get the, the bike uh, wheel spinning and you could spin yourself around the chair. Yeah, that kind of stuff. The mirrors where you could go up to the mirror and explore like the symmetry where you do this. It looks mm -hmm. like your whole body and yeah. uh, big things and metal filings on the magnets and, and that mm -hmm. whole thing. Uh, I think it had like a, a human head you could walk through or something like that they had like a whole like a part of a body you could walk I love through it. And, yeah yeah so just kind of a similar thing so i, I dig that because that inspired me as well growing up in, in kind of the bay area the same thing like mm -hmm. science is the real means and method of understanding the world around us oh yeah it's i mean the I, most compelling I feel, thing ever. i feel like we're all scientists yeah until somebody tells us that we're not <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah yes yes i guess the difference would just be accredited scientists or not right mm -hmm. But I feel the same way. I think that uh, sci uh, the scientific method is outside of established science or academic science. It is a personal method as well for understanding and exploring the world. I feel like it's a curiosity. It's a curiosity that drives our belief systems that everybody innately has. Like, yeah. 
regardless if you're uh, of a subscribing to a mass belief system or an individual belief system, we all rely back on a belief system just for our default to exist in the world without putting so much strenuous thoughts into every yeah. thing that happens. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we all build these up and, and, uh, it's like our just under subconscious operating system. Yeah. And I, and, and, and I feel like as a child, you're just like, well, I mean, hopefully curious, you know, yeah. poking at, at what the reality is that you, that you've been presented, you know? Um, and, and that curiosity goes in so many different ways for, for everybody because, you know, we're all unique individuals. And um, I think at, at certain points, especially in, you know, the kind of society that we live in, that's um, this when the society and the culture is dependent on, on, on humans being dependent on it and not humans being independent, it kind of drives us away from our own curiosities and towards the curiosities that drives the culture and the society. <laughs> no, that's just a good one to digest for a moment. Whoa. Yeah, word. I think that has been the uh, one of the, the driving points of the priest system, you know, the priest class and the Abrahamic religious system has been separation from divinity in order to control us. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I dig that from that from that angle very much so. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if it was covert or overt, right? Like, or if it was even on purpose or subconscious. But, but that's really where I think most people find themselves today is really separate. And now with TV and, and kind of the way the department buildings and, and neighborhoods are structured, everybody's even more separated and alone. Like, I don't see people out on the front lawn ever in my neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's just separate in their little compartment and, and, and disconnected so that they can be controlled. They can do, you know, they can show up and they can do the eight-hour job. And, and it's, the, um, it's the independent consumer over the dependent producer. Right. Or... The, de the dependent consumer yes, over the independent producer. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, but that's, that uh, we're, we were taught, like, to be part of, I mean, I was, I, I like, it's funny, because when I went to London, I was a patriot. Like, my dad is in the army, yeah. and my mom works for the USDA, so, like, um, I was like, you know, my parents work for the government, yeah. like, the United States of America, yeah. this is great, yeah. you know, the best country ever. Yes. Like, I remember, like, asking my mom, like, like, uh, about like is English like the the main language like when I'm like six or something I was like is English like the main language I was like why is there like what is there yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like I was yeah. so confused I thought that like the United States was like the center of the world or something that's like, what we were taught yeah and I thought that like like we were supposed to help fuel the progress of, of yeah. that you covers, know what I mean cover story but yeah and it's like American and, like, exceptionalism mm -hmm. yeah. and 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 what that does is it the what it what I saw it do was drive um, uh, socially acceptable prolonged adolescence that it fuels it. Um, In what way? Because the more independent somebody becomes, the more mature somebody becomes and independent upon themselves in in their own doings, the less they need the systems and the structures gotcha. that yeah, that. Yeah. Fuel, the, fuel America or fuel whatever country systems that 100%. you know are, are that are operating you know so mm -hmm. yeah continually yeah because yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't need it otherwise you know yeah. you would be yeah. hanging out with your friends that was a, an element yeah. of the back to the landers that uh, some of my relatives and some, a lot of folks in our area were, were into that vibe for quite a while mm -hmm. and uh, just trying to decouple as much as you can 
I think it's smart to really do both, you know. Like mm-hmm. We moved up to Mendo and, and moved totally off grid and for a moment we fully decoupled. I didn't have a phone. We had, you know, just life. Mm-hmm. And no clocks in the house, no TV. And that's how we raised our kids for the formative, you know, formative first few years of their life. And so we were really feeling it. Yeah. But then uh, it just got to the point where we really wanted to interface with both. You know, mm-hmm. there's a greater mission besides like it's the I hyper got, I got being in the middle of the woods yeah. perfected. Like it's perfection. But then it's like I'm also I'm also not being effective as a person because I'm just keeping it all to me and I've just made this tiny perfection on the hill mm-hmm. where I, I really felt you know, the mo- the reason I moved up to Mendo was to create art and create free space. And I just accidentally got caught up on the like the head of, like I was saying, the head of a rocket and kind of was doing its own thing. And so that was one of the reasons for getting back into the city was interfacing with people and kind of refining and redefining and getting back on the mission. Mm-hmm. I, 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 um, I love that. And I feel as though that, um, that, I mean, it, we have, you have to have a healthy balance, you know what I mean? And in that space of like in the forest or on the hill in that in that safe zone that you create where you can find that peace that allows you to you know disconnect and be you know it gives you a different it gives you a different perspective of the world it's like you know looking out the window of the airplane versus being on the ground your whole life yeah and you know you can you can see so much from there and do so much but then it's like what are you going to do with with that and i think that engaging in the world is like really what you do with that um I think that engaging in the world, right? But then just having some chickens mm-hmm. and a goat mm-hmm. and a little bit of a subsistence garden. Yeah. Because it felt great when, so when the first wave of COVID happened, I'm fairly astute, I guess. I saw it happening in China. Mm-hmm. And the moment I saw it happening in China, I was like, my ears pricked up. Mm-hmm. And then the second it dropped in Italy, I went to I went to Costco and I went to uh, the natural food store and I just got like a couple hundred pounds of beans, a couple hundred pounds of rice, a couple hundred pounds of lentils, all types of of you know just uh, stock of everything mm-hmm. and just everything that I needed nothing you know I'm not all the toilet paper we had actually just gotten a bidet yeah so yeah. when the toilet paper run out we were like doing the little bidet party every day we're like yeah we got a bidet yeah um but yeah so I I had, I, had, I had stocked up and got that but it was so nice beyond that because the moment everything stopped moving and then global shipping stopped moving it was like amazing how quickly it came back in to be because it was really a crisis point yeah and it was so nice to have ten chickens mm-hmm. like. An X amount of eggs, and maybe we could even eat a chicken yeah. if we had to, right? Mm-hmm. And just that small, but finding. So I guess what I'm just trying to say, I'm taking a long way through this, finding small ways to have some bit of self-subsistence, mm-hmm. and and to not be a prepper, and not be a, a doomsayer, and still stay active in the world. Yeah. And try to be generative and do your part, but also like make sure you have a little emergency backup. Mm-hmm. I think I think that um, you know I, back in 20, 2011 2012 I thought the world was ending and I started doing all of, the, all of those things and I'm really glad that I did because it prepared me for things like this you yeah. know um, and I'm glad that I didn't let that overwhelm me and consume me yes um, and uh, I think well I don't think I know that in a lot of places in the world that I've been traveling it's becoming more um, um, conducive the community and the culture is becoming more conducive of you know, having a chicken in your backyard or, yeah. the, or these kinds of yeah. things. It it's like, making a comeback. yeah, it's not like, it's not like you have to go out of your way to get it done or you have to, or you're like the weird one out or anything yeah, like yeah. that. It's like yeah. just a regular, oh, like you don't have chickens? Like, or like, yo, where's your, like, where's yeah. your, where's your garden yeah. at? You know what, what I mean? Like, chickens you got? Yeah, yeah. Cause it's in yeah. like, and I love that it's, I love that it's getting to that because, 
um, honestly, like I grew up in the whole time in the background. They're like, in twenty twenty something, there will be out of this or like, the, the, yeah. like and I'm like, how and old, I'm how old are you? I'm twenty seven. So you're born nineteen ninety four. Okay. Yeah, like around the time I was born was when the internet started going crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Al Gore was picking up steam from like kind of uh, his his presidential run and 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 wasn't he? No, he didn't run ninety six. So maybe it was just pre that, right? I remember hearing the. I remember hearing Al Gore. In he was the, the big leader at that time. The, it was like in the, the news the box story of climate change and trying to get attention to. Yeah, there was a lot of like. There was a lot of. I remember like Captain Planet and like. Oh um, yeah. Like the kid, like with the uh-huh. kids and yeah. the, like all this yeah. like. There was a lot of right. like, a, a push, and then like there was like some really interesting just trickle down through like, um, some of the networks that I was exposed to like Nickelodeon like there would be like little bits of hints and things like that and then like there was a this channel one news that they started playing in the schools in the public schools at like in like sixth grade okay that was a key that was a super key and like the beginning like like home in homeroom like first like first hour whatever you're in school before you get into the day they would play this like news channel and they would just be it would be like a news channel for kids and they would be talking about stuff that would be like relevant to kids it would be so much environmental stuff. Yeah, good. But, like, kids would be, like, flicking each other and doing stupid yeah. stuff. And I'd be, like, listening to this. And it'd be, like, by 2022, we'd be out of phosphorus. And I'm just, like, okay. and I'm, like, on the table writing down. I'm, like, <laughs> this isn't good. I'm, yeah. like, I'm, like, 20. I'll be, like, 27. I'm just, like, oh, I'm trying wow, to have kids. Right? Like, I was, like, thinking in my head. And I'm just, like, I'm, like, damn. Like, I'm, like, wait. Why isn't anybody doing anything about this? And right. I'm just, like, yo, what? Right. Yo, I'm just, and so I'm just, like, you know. It, just always listening to that kind of stuff and, and, and that that kind of stuff is definitely important but uh i don't know i kind of lost the train of thought that even got us to that yeah, point yeah no uh wow, me too <laughs> it was excellent the, the, you know we reasoned it out um we can just even pick up from there so like we both had kind of a a a just a, a minorly similar experience of going from a higher performing school or set of schools into public school that kind of went crazy but we'll just let's gloss through that too um, you're emerging from like you know school age, and what were you kind of getting into? Were you into mycology and mushrooms at that point? Or were you um, all right, so in like <clears throat> when I was all right, this is a crazy story to get to the point, but okay. um, whenever I was thirteen, my grandfather started passing away, and he was the most influential person in my whole life. Wow. Yeah. Like he like I looked up to him. He was my like my grandparents were like my parents when I was little because my parents yeah. were you know, doing their thing. Yeah. And so, like, he was so influential to me. And, like, I remember in London, um, he had me writing, like, essays about being tactful. Like, like oh. as, like, a like a nine-year-old. Like, he was, like, he would talk to me like I was an adult. And I knew whenever, like, whenever I took my first mushroom experience, I talked to a dead man, straight up. I was having conversations like an adult to that, things I didn't understand that he told me when I was a little kid. Wow. So, like, all this stuff that he was telling me, I'm just wow. like, yo... Like, thank you. You know what I mean? Yes, like, sir. so like, so I'm just like, he started passing away when I'm 13 and, uh, from like all these illnesses and things like that. And, you know, I'd seen him didn't taking pharmaceuticals their whole life for like diabetes or cancers and things like that. They had been battling. Um, and, uh, after he passed away, I was 14 and my dad had, uh, taken up a contracting job in Afghanistan because after he retired from the military, um, he couldn't really find work from the 2008 recession, so he ended up just taking a contracting job that had him away from home for a while. Um, so I was by myself a lot, and uh, I met my the mother of my child in school. 
uh, I was in 10th grade. Um, she was in 9th grade. Wow. And um, she was into cannabis. And it is just the reality of yeah, yeah. your life. Yeah. And I looked it up because I had always thought it would, like, kill me. Like, I did the, <laughs> I did the dare yeah, 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 thing, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like... Oh, like, you were part of the Dare generation. I I was like right. I was one of the speakers in fifth grade for the for Dare. Like they had Whoa. they picked out kids from like to write essays and yeah, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was good at writing, so they yeah, were just like, so "You're a good one." Yo, they had a kid from like every school be like one of the speakers for Dare in the fifth grade, like 2000, 2005. and I was yeah. one of them. So I yeah. was like straight up thought that like yeah. weed would kill me, turn me into like a zombie, melt in yeah. the couch, all this kind of shit. You know what I mean? So, like, I looked it up on the internet because, like, I would see kids that were smoking weed in school and they'd be playing basketball and they'd be doing schoolwork and regular and, like, they would just go smoke weed after school. And I'm like, how are they not dying or, like, not able to play sports and, like, all this kind of stuff? Right. So, I'm like, I go home and I type on Google. I'm like, what will cannabis do to my body? Okay. And I start seeing all this stuff. It's like, will help with cancer and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm like, yo, my grandfather just died and he was in pain and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, my whole world was like looking different, like just off of an internet search. And I'm like, I'm like 14 or like, I'm like 14, 15 years old. And this one Google search was one of the most psychedelic experiences I ever had in my whole life. I never it's took a, a substance. It's like Truman Show level. <laughs> I never took a substance or anything. Like, I grew up in military bases. Every yeah. house looks the same. Everybody's wearing the same yeah. uniform. I grew yeah. up in, like, D.C. metropolitan area. It's like, every house is the same cookie cutter yeah. already. Like, all that, all government buildings, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then I'm just, like, sitting there, just, like, I grew up in Catholic church. Like, going to church every Sunday with my mom. Like, and I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, yo, what else? Like, I'm just like, I'm like everything. I'm looking at my, my hands, bro. Like, I'm just like, yo, what am I? Like, what is going on? <clears throat> we all good? Oh, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it so, might be clipping a little, but I, that's why I did that lower one. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I remember, like, like I got in the shower, and, like, I'm, I got out the shower, and, like, I'm looking at the hair on my arms, and I'm just like, I'm some type of organism or something. <laughs> like, and, like, yeah. Like, I grew up thinking, like, God, like, a white man in the sky made us out of mud and, like, made women out of a bone out of the mud man. Like, like I had, like, they told me I'll go to hell if I didn't believe this. Like, they told me I would burn in a fiery pit if I didn't believe this. So I'm just like, I'm like, wait, I'm some kind of organism. And then I'm just like, because I remember asking my mom when I was little because I heard about evolution in school and she told me that it wasn't real. And so, like what yeah yeah Whoa. and like so Whoa. so like you just cut off all this kind of stuff for me when i was really young like and it's so like Crazy. i was asked this why did i get kicked out of catholic school i was asking all sorts of questions right. like i'll be like yo what Wrong if i was born questions. on an island like would i go to hell would i just be damned to hell if there was no, nobody there with the yes, church yes. yeah you know what i'm saying so i'm just like yo like what's up and like I'm like, yo, all right, I'm some sort of animal. And then I'm, like, starting to research all this science. And, oh, like, my God, I'm, like, no on way. the computer. Because, like, my parents, like, wanted me to be very educated, go to college yeah. and all this kind of shit. So, like, I had a computer well, so in my you're room. you using your own critical thinking and, and investigatory yo, skills to figure it before out. Before I even took the first hit, I'm just, like, like, <laughs> and my grandfather had left me, like, oh my, my uh, like, Carl Sagan books and, like, all this shit. Uh-huh. And so I'm, like, researching, like, space and, like, all this Mind stuff. Blowing. Just, like, mind blown. And you're 14. Yeah, I'm, I'm 14, but I'm like, and like I was cognizant enough to like know how to use Google to start learning whatever yeah. the, whatever oh, I yeah. wanted. Yeah. And like, not only that, I was I was interested in making music, so I had taught myself uh, between the ages of 14 and 16. I taught myself how to record on like um, 
the different DAWs on the computer yeah, yeah. and the uh, and and do Photoshop and like all this kind of stuff on my computer. So like I'm teaching myself how to do all these different kinds of things, and then I'm teaching myself like science, and then what kind of music were you making? Uh, hip hop. I had been writing hip hop since I was like 13, and uh, and. So I'm seeing all these kids on, on YouTube f came out whenever I was in middle school. And I'm seeing all these kids that look like me, like black kids from different places, just like getting famous off of the internet. Yeah. Like there's nobody ever seen this before. Yeah. There's a kid, Soldier Boy, that like it yeah, popped yeah, off yeah, yeah. super big. Boy, yeah. And I, I followed him the whole way before yeah. he was even famous because I was just weekend, like too. sitting there on the internet. The weekend was like that? Yeah. So I'm like, 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 about like, the weekend and like, they're showing me on YouTube and Yeah. Stuff. Like all these different weird little dat piffs and things yeah. like that. Like, yeah. so I'm, I'm like, trying to figure out the formula i'm like yo how is like <laughs> like how are we how to use the internet like we had the cam like i got the camera we had the microphone i'm trying right. to figure out how to use the yeah. internet to like get Make rich because yeah. like these kids are making millions and i'm seeing it like i could see them like clearly like from the start through the art yeah and i'm okay. just like all right how do we do this how do we do this and so like i'm geeking off that and then i then i hit the weed and then i and then <laughs> and like I, before i hit it i researched the shit out of it because i was yeah. so Afraid. afraid of it yeah you do like, yourself or, or ruin yourself mm -hmm. i'm watching documentaries yeah. i'm like literally like reading pharmaceutical paper like like all this kind of stuff yeah and um i rem i remember reading about how they would say it would like distort your perception of space and time and like all this kind of stuff and then i consumed it and then i would consume i consumed it the first two times with friends and then i still was like no i need this by myself yeah. and i was like really perceptive of the spatial time distortion that it yeah. was really potent when i was younger yeah like agreed and i was able to like in that in that time where i was high on cannabis i could learn so much so much in a little bit of yeah. time and yeah. i was just like taking advantage of it i was right. like all right there's so much i got to figure out there's like what did i don't know what am i need to know and like all this kind of stuff and what i was really trying to do is i was trying to get rich before i was 18. <laughs> Because I knew if I didn't, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna like, be lost in the culture shit. You, yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, I got four years to figure out how to get rich before I'm before I'm subjected to, to reality. reality. Yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to figure it out. Oh my god. Yeah. That's a good plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what? So you were trying to get rich on the internet, right? Yeah, and I uh, I was making music and like yeah, and I was uh and then I got really really interested in cannabis, like and my parents were like really concerned because like my dad's in the like was in the right, military, right. my mom's in the government, you know what I mean? Like, um, and I'm telling them I want to go grow weed in California, and they're just like, what? Like they were like, no way! Like they're like they didn't even think they would like never like legal was not even a thing, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like like my mom like they like. There's like some family issues that had been seen with drug abuse and things like that. And so like they were worried about me getting like they're like gateway other drugs, and stuff other like drug, that. Especially negative hard drug use is associated yeah. with and being addicted or whatever. Yeah. So they were just like, nah, they weren't having it. And so uh, they sent me to go live with my mom in Taiwan whenever I was 16. Yeah. And Damn. that was harsh because I mean, it was really be... like there was no weed at no. all. No. At all. But I mean, also but like, it was, a like forced evolution. <clears throat> Of a completely different culture and immersion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I had like my mom lived in Mexico while I was growing up, so I visited Mexico. I cool. lived in London, traveled through nice. Europe and stuff like that. Um, and uh, um, so being in Taiwan, it was hard. Like the like I would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't in a relationship with my kid's mom already. Like so, I had been like like oh, I met her. We started yeah. hanging out. We were vibing. Let me go halfway across the world real quick. Yeah, they were like, yo, they're all these these kids in Pennsylvania are bad influence. They're like, let me separate them. So you know, like I was having a hard time. Like I was like, yo, I'm trying to build my own life. Like and I already was like in that mindset that I was trying to build my own life. 
And so, like, they throw me in Taiwan, and I'm just like, yo, what? And, like, I, um, they tried to give me the Taipei Year uh, American School, and I wasn't even good. At, like, they were like, no, you're not good enough. Like, the, Ameri- like, the pr- public school accreditations that I had from the U.S. was not good enough. What? Yeah. Did, wow. It was this, the level of schooling that these kids, the Taipei That's... American School is one of the best schools in the world. Like, the level of schooling that these kids were on was beyond anything right. I knew. It's pretty intense, because there's yeah. a Buddhist school in Ukiah, mm-hmm. and they the kids have to get there, I think, at 5.30 in the morning, oh, possibly yeah. 6, and they meditate for a half an hour, 40 minutes, and then it's rigorous schooling for, like, eight straight hours. And they do, they would do day. school, like, they would have, like, all personal tutors and stuff like that after school, like, wow, yeah. next level, and then they got me into the Taipei European School, and it was still like that. Like, I went there from a public school in Pennsylvania. And, like, I had gone to a little bit of a, pu- of a public school in Leesburg, Virginia, which is a more affluent part of Virginia, and it was way better than the public school in Pennsylvania, and still at the same grades. And then I went to the Taipei European school, and it was like they threw me in college or something. Like, wow. I was like, there is no way. And so, like, and, like, my mom put me in, like, therapy and shit because, like, she was like, what's up with my kid? Like, oh, you know no. what I mean? And, like, oh, I had been in all these sorts yeah. of therapy because my parents weren't together and my like, mom, what's up like, is, like, you know. just moved me to Taiwan. Yeah. You I was know. trying to have a good life. My mom had a decent enough job that she was, like, really invested. Like, she wanted us to be, like, the best that we could be. Yeah. So, like, she put me in therapy because, like... Well, she wanted to maximize your potential and have you feel... Yeah, all that kind of stuff, you know? It's like, we're move- I'm moving around the whole world my whole life. My parents aren't together. Therapy it's like a crazy help. thing, you therapy know what I mean? Help. Our daughter's been to therapy. Yeah, I liked it. And, yeah. like, honestly, it helped me whenever I started tripping because I had somebody already, like, try and go through my brain and find all this stuff. So, like, whenever I started going through my brain, I already knew the techniques and things like that. So, like... Um, my mom put me in this therapy whenever I was in Taiwan, and the dude was like, "Give you greater understanding of like psychological techniques to mm-hmm. understand your wellness." But uh, it, it, yeah, a hundred percent. And the guy there was like, I was telling him my whole life story and like everything I had, like whatever, all the things I had gone through. And he's like, "I don't even know adults that have had as much experience in life as you do." He's like, "He's like, I would recommend that you not go to school, like that." And like, That's I was like. That- that's what the therapist said? Yeah. He's like, he's like, wow. I, he's like, I think you should take some time off. Maybe you should get your GED. And he's like, you should just take some time. <laughs> like, straight up, bro. And I was like, I was like, yo, mom. What ther- did your like, mom say? I was like, she was like, okay. Like, oh, really? Yeah. So she was cool with it. Yeah, okay. I was like, yo, mom, the therapist told me I should drop out of school. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I got to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, it's like no, my, no, for my no, mental health. Oh like, you know what God. I mean? Like, so I sold her on it. But she's like, yo, you got to do something. So, like, I got a job out there while okay. I was out there. And um, I was making music. Yeah, I made an album while I was out there, and I had a job. Uh, uh, I was a pastry chef. I was a sous chef, pastry chef. I was, like, helping to, like, yeah. make, like, little desserts and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, so I made an album out there, and then, uh, long story short, I got into some trouble, legal trouble, and um, I didn't have a visa, and I had two fake IDs. and oh, In Taiwan? Yeah. And okay. um, so I had to get that handled um and i was afraid of getting that handled and at that point in time my mom was like all right well like you know i started drinking i couldn't get weed i was smoking cigarettes she's like all right well like you need to get out of here like this is too much spiraling yeah so like i wasn't i was really unhappy i was really like what is life like i like i knew like the reality was coming and like everything had just been so crazy and there was no real like foundation i thought that society was screwed up i thought that the world was like yeah. the environment was well, all that you're, you not, know I mean? you're like, not off but then everything yeah. reflected to you is you're wrong and this is actually mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah that, yes, sir. so like 
and like I was just like yo I just want to do what makes me happy and cannabis is the only thing that makes me happy anymore and like I was like I don't care if people think I'm a drug head or pothead or a drug addict or whatever I want to go where it's okay for me to do this and just do what makes me happy Word. so like I went back uh, my mom let me go go back to go visit Lydia the, the, the mother of my child uh, my children she was about to birth my second child and uh, um she let me go back to go visit her, and I didn't come back. She had me. My mom bought me a, a round trip flight, and I just yeah. didn't come back. And I lived with. And how old were you then? I was seventeen. Ah, okay. So you're close. You're close to being eighteen. Um. Yeah, I was close to being eighteen. Um. I started growing. Um, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, in my dad's Damn, house, and he was like, "Yo, bro. get to get out of my house with that shit." And then I, <laughs> I, I got my own apartment, and I got possession with the tent to manufacture. You started some plans like in your bedroom when you were at your dad's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they found like, out. Yeah, so like, I was just no, like uh, my like it was like some family, like some okay. like because my dad was like overseas, like he was in Afghanistan oh, still. So I was just like, all right, let me figure because like I was like, yo, I can't go to Cali and not know how to grow. I was like, nobody R and D it real quick. Yeah, I was like, nobody would fuck with me. You know what I mean? You know, so I was just like, let me fucking R and D this shit. I was like really bad about it. I was about to risk yeah. my whole shit for it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, dude, so I was like, that's yeah, a smart plan. Yeah, so I was like, all right, let me do it. So um. But like it was like some family stuff, like somebody like a uh, like family member like cleaning up the house, like oh, found some, like yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like my dad's like you get that out of my house, like and I was like all right respect, like there's family here, I'm out, like and and so I got my own apartment when I was 17, moved that shit over there. We got pulled over by a canine unit. I got oh, possession shit. with the tent to manufacture, bro. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, Damn. <laughs> when I was 17 though, so I was minor. Oh yeah, that shit's crazy, right? You just squeak because you would have yeah. been years. Yeah, and like, that, and like, they thought I was like it. a mule and shit. They're like, "Why do you have your own apartment?" Like, da 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 da. Like, and I'm just like, "No, like, I'm like, because I got caught with like homies that were older than me. Like, oh, they were like driving me around and shit like that." And I was like, "I was like, nah, like it's mine." Like, da da da. They took all my shit. Like, I had worked for so long. Like, I was working at like a fucking Mexican restaurant, trying to save up to get all my I had life. Equipment, like, you know what I mean? Like, so like, they took all my shit, and like, I'm sitting there on probation, like in my own apartment, 17 years old. Like, what the fuck am I about to do? And, like, I know how to grow cannabis, which is, like, a skill that I had just trained myself how to do. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm sitting here. I dropped out of high school. All my friends are about to get ready to go to college. And they're about to get ready to get into life. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? So um, I went through the whole probation. I, my mom was back in Virginia she, uh, at this point for a little bit. I lived with her to finish off my probation so I didn't get in trouble. Cause like I had a homie that was living with me that was 16, like we were roommates. Oh, he's my he's my my business one of my business partners okay, now. He like cool. works at the farm and shit. Okay. But uh yeah, he was 16, I was 17. We had our own apartment, just fucking partying <laughs> and shit. And like I couldn't be on probation in there. Like my PO would come and there'd be like beer oh, bottles yeah, and shit. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like so I went to go live with my mom, finish that shit off, and then I came back and got a crib with my girl, and um, uh, we got our own spot. And I, I kept growing, and I was, like, just dishing shit to, like, Micah, the, the oh. art school in Baltimore. I was, like, you know, oh, okay. meeting all these crazy psychedelic heads out there. Oh, word. Yeah, and, like, um, that's when I got introduced, introduced into psychedelics for real. Because, like, okay. that was scary to me. Like, like all that kind of shit was scary to me. And it was crazy, too, because when I was in high school, we had tried DMT. Like, it just came into the school, and I didn't even really think about it. You kind of tried it without thinking about it. Almost. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I looked it up. I knew, it was, like, it wasn't going to hurt me. I knew it didn't have, like, a lethal gotcha. dose, nothing crazy like that. So we were, like, smoking on top of bowls, just, like, a friend wow. group of me yeah. were in, like, just tasting it. We yeah. never had no blast-offs or nothing, gotcha. like, just tasting it. Um, and uh, so, like, at that, that point is when I got into psychedelics. I got into mushrooms, um, and I tried my first, like, mushroom trips, and it was, like, 
connect to the source, connect to the source. Like, what are you made of? What are you made of? Like, what are you putting in your body? What the mm-hmm. fuck are you putting in your body? Mm-hmm. Like, the American diet literally almost killed me multiple times growing up. Like, I had, like, such bad stomach issues. Like, I almost died multiple times. Like, hospitalized. The whole fucking shit. So, like, I, at that point, I'm, like, trying to figure out how to make my body work. Because, like, it was not working. I was really, like, fucked up and not functioning right and shit. Um, so, like... I was like, probably a mixture too of diet and stress. As and fuck. stress, yeah. yeah. I put stress on my stomach. I get it. And then I won't like, I won't notice that my stomach is hurting when I'm grinding really hard or like really yeah. stressed out. Yeah. Like I won't notice that the food is fucking me up. Gotcha. Like, so like, and I can go years like that shit. Oh. Yeah. So like, uh, um, I was like, what are you made of? What are you made of? Like, and then I'm figuring this shit out, and then my body's working for. I feel like I'm alive for the first time in my whole and life. Well, you can really presently yeah on the brink of life you are because i start it was like i started eating real food like i started oh, yeah. growing food outside it wasn't just because i was tripping like no, it was I, like no, I, I grew up on like mcdonald's and shit like that like they, they made me eat better too yeah yeah i actually stopped eating uh <clears throat> mammals in 1995 yeah because i had a crazy like i was having tripping mushrooms and they were trying to like tell me about factory farming and i'd already watched some stuff and i could mm-hmm. process and stuff process and too and i heard a voice that was just like don't eat factory farm eat some chicken but i try to like keep it the organic chicken food chicken like you know that has calcium and shit mm-hmm. but Damn. i stopped eating beef and i i went aggressively from there i went aggressively vegan mm-hmm. like the second i went raw vegan and uh then i just ate i mean i just ate it like korean and yeah. like some bridge and you know some middle ground in between i went raw vegan vegan vegetarian yeah. and then i went back to being omnivorous yeah. but with that understanding <clears throat> by going raw vegan first which is like it's extreme but like I went to a clean slate, exactly. and then I'm just like, when as I started to reintroduce things, I'm like, yo, that is what was hitting me this way. That was oh, what was making geez. me super tired in the morning. Gotcha. That was yep. what was making my bloated, me bloated. That's what was giving me burps. That's yep. what was giving me yep. uh, gas. Like that was what was getting me constipated. That's what, like, you know what I mean? Like all yeah, of these things. Like I, I had it all in there, so I was just hitting. Like I was but like, then you can reprogram what's really yeah. good for your body. So like now I'm just like, I did is went in, yeah. went out, came back in, and came back. And this is just like a clean, now it's just like more clean eating for me. Like yeah. I like to get close to the farmers. I like to know that they're caring about the, the ingredients. Yeah. Um, and I eat mostly, I, I, I mostly like drink shilajit and like take like minerals and like, yeah. like magnesium. And um, I drink salt in my water every morning. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I eat like local, like free range eggs. Yeah. Um, I can't do cheeses anymore, but that's just me. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not telling anybody what to do. Everybody's well, body is cheese different. Cheese is, is really genetic. Yeah, like, cheese I cannot. Dairy, my kid can. That's the yeah. thing is, cheese is really genetic. It's certain, it's it's really like a swath of folks from, like, uh, the... Uh, yeah, my kid has more German, Germanic and, Euro- and Northern yeah, like European. Germanic, yeah. Celtic, Frank, but then also, like, in India. Like, that little swath of folks. From yeah, India, they so they did rely on the, on the cow, yeah. cattle a lot. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so, like, I can do uh, I can do ghee, but, like... Yeah, but like, um, he's amazing, too. It's yeah. Like brown rice. Mm-hmm. But like the, the I had to cut the cheeses. Yeah, I cut the cut the cheese. <laughs> if I saw, I had to cut the cheese, so I so didn't cut the, cheese. cut the cheese. Yeah, yeah. word. And then uh, the the um, like I I mostly will eat vegan vegetarian, and then my body will be like, all right, you need a burger, bro. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it'll be yeah. like you're like I'll start to feel it. Like yeah. I'll start to feel like a little like anemic vibes. Uh-huh. And then it'll be like eat yeah. a burger, and then I'll be good for weeks. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, I figured out Listen my body. To your body. Cool. Yeah. Let's run it. You know what I mean? 
the older <coughs> I get too, it's like the older I get, like the less food I really even need. Yeah. Like the more I thrive on on just holding back. Mm-hmm. You know. I feel like I mean, like it gets easy to stack time. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, dude, I'm just eating like regular what I always eat. It's I mean, like, people you know, I get to work out two hours a night and eat like half what you used to eat for like ten years. Mm-hmm. People out here driving their body max, like. Like eating is an energetic thing. Like, like moving that much food through your body on a regular oh, basis. Like five, five meals a day. Is a lot of like we don't need. When like I was it's like vegan. That's yeah. the main reason I stopped is because my life started to be being at home making food for myself yeah. and then cleaning up and then getting ready to make the day. It was just like yeah, damn, damn. Yeah, you gotta find that balance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to get. I mean, oh, uh, well, I was just say, um, I did a lot of martial arts and got kind of like too far into like the Shaolin mindset and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and. Uh, Bobbies and do Hindu Baba type stuff, and so mm-hmm. I got really into not eating. I need to train myself to not eat, mm-hmm. and especially going on prior to the last few years when it's been like a proliferation of Whole Foods and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I got used to going on missions to like Oklahoma or Michigan, or just not eating most of the time because all of the options were so foul. Yeah, I was like really like this. this okay, starve. Mm-hmm. Starve is superior to all these because mm-hmm. I will eat again, you know, before I die. Yeah, and so, so I, I really trained myself to to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, I've same, you know what I mean? Like, I, like my my family, I feel like I honestly, most of my meals that I eat is to entertain my family because I don't necessarily need them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I am fully lit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wake up at 5 a.m. every wow. morning. I do not need any food. I, I need some salt and some water, and I am good to go for, like, five to six hours. Give me a couple eggs, and then I'm good to go and maybe have a meal at midnight. Yeah. Maybe. Word. But, yeah. like, like if I f- if my body's telling me I need to eat, then I need to eat. But sometimes I can go like that for days, and I'll just be grind mode, like feeding my body like magnesium and maybe like cashews or something like that to feed uh-huh. my brain. Yeah. But like, look at me, like I'm literally made to be a fucking brain. Like, you know what I mean? like all of my energy is going up to my head, like you know. Yeah, yeah. And like I know how to f- like I've studied nutrition enough to know what organs are using what. Correct. I eat a lot of charcoal to make sure that my liver and my kidneys are not spending a lot of energy detoxifying all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I just sit there and I use my fucking brain. Charcoal. Yeah. Yeah. I got charcoal in my bag, you know what I mean? Like traveling? No, you need a hella charcoal. I like to work out pretty intensely. Mm-hmm. So I'll do a, I'll do like a oatmeal. Mm-hmm. It's like there's some it's oatmeal, chia seeds or hemp seeds, pumpkin seeds, mm-hmm. and then like some dried berries. Super good for the dudes, pumpkin just, seeds. Yeah, exactly. Rasta's taught me that in Venice. Yeah. Like I, I, I spent my formative like tw- years of my twenties in Venice, and I'd hang out with the Rastas just because they were fucking hella cool. Mm-hmm. Vital. Uh-huh, they taught about Vital living, and and mm-hmm. it was the same as like about growing your own stuff and, and mm-hmm. eating particular vegetables. And there's a vibe. There's like a there's like a frequency in the universe because whatever it was, I ate the mushrooms and it was like, Vital, Vital, like it's eat surreal. the flow what you're fucking putting. Right. You know what I mean? So do you know about do you know about the theories of Genes being encoded for the mushroom. Um, I've heard some stuff. I want to. I need to. Okay, yeah. Take a minute real quick. Yeah, that's a problem. <coughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, so I wanted to. So we were talking about the Rastas, right? Yeah. And I asked you about that theory, and the only reason I was asking is it kind of is ringing in my mind. There's a consciousness, and maybe even several, right? But there's an experience I've had where there's a consciousness inside the mushroom, that is oftentimes almost a frequency or a radio signal that occasionally appears as, as a personality of, of, of the Godhead, right? Like a personality or a way to interface with a human. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <coughs> and it seems to emanate these messages, like the messages. For me, it was tripping hanging with the Rastas because they were the same thing. They were like telling me the same stuff that mushrooms were telling me when I was doing them in the apartment with the bulb and everything. It's like, 
get a huge eat fresh food find organic food and just this really deep meditative connection to nature mm-hmm. and a lot of the same a lot of the same and similar So I just was I was just wondering if you had ever gotten into that theory or had any experiences that were similar to that. Well, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I mean, like a lot of my first um, psychedelic experiences were really grounding in in that, like, like in in the mushroom experiences particularly. Right. Like, um, I I grew more fond of LSD very early on. The mushrooms were like really grounding really primal it's like you're an animal like yeah. you're like you know what i mean like in um, nature yeah and like i really enjoyed that and it brought me to nature you know i grew up in cities and traveling around in cities and in video games and things like that and on the computer um so like my first i remember um and it was on it was actually on lsd um, one of my first like real understandings of a hallucination was on LSD and I was looking at the fourth floor and I was with my friend and I'm like, yo, like, what is this? And he's like, yo, they're just hallucinations. It's hallucinations. And I'm like, no, but like, what is it? And he's like, it's just, it's just in your head, dude. It's just from, from tripping. And I'm like, nah, like there's, this is something. And so like, I'm looking at the ground. I'm like, oh, what is this? And I'm like looking at it for a while. And I'm like, the leaves and the things that fall on the ground turn into dirt. And I'm like, that's what the that's what the hallucination to me was right. like it was like a bunch of weird patterns but the patterns yeah. there was unfamiliar patterns but the patterns were showing me leaves turning into dirt and it was unfamiliar to me because I had never looked at that or thought about that in my entire life and really digested the process yeah like you know maybe somebody mentioned to me in school at a time where I didn't get, care about it at all it didn't mean anything to me I never my parents didn't take me on hikes and stuff like that when I was little and so like I went on hikes to go smoke a joint or something. Yeah. And so I'm like looking at this and I'm just like, whoa, that's crazy. And like, and then I, and then I started to like get into this thing where I'm just like, I have to understand what the hallucinations are because every hallucination is something that I didn't understand. Right. Like it's just right. something that was unfamiliar to me. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just like, it's like a puzzle. Like I'm just like, it's like a riddle or something. You, so you're, you're familiar with practice, yeah? Mm-hmm. And um, you want to... Uh, each point in a, in a visual representation of fractal and pixel is an equation, and the, the, the color of that pixel is governed by the speed at which that equation is moving towards the speed of light in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's how we get the fractal field. It's an equation. Stable areas are re- represented by the big colors, and all the crispy, foamy bits that make up like the blue and the amber, etc., those are all uh, sort of variable. Each pixel is, is very variable in their visual light, not the speed. So are we, wait, are we talking like fractals like, like, like a fractal, like you'd see a picture of a fractal. Yeah, and, and like set. you look into it, and it's the same thing, and so same like, thing, and same so thing. This, down and yeah, so yeah. no matter how, so and this is a Julius set, right? Yeah. Sorry, this is a stained ass piece of paper. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, where you see the lar- every pixel in that set, right? Every point. If you zoom in, it's. But no, say yes. Yeah. Infi- infinitely, and, mm-hmm. and they let the computers uh, render it infinitely, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you take a static picture. Mm-hmm. Every pixel is an equation. Okay. Moving towards infinity. Okay. Like one plus one plus one, one times one, two times right. Okay. These irrational equations. Okay. And anywhere where there's a big fields of color mm-hmm. are large fields where it's very stable. Okay. The equations are moving very slowly okay. and uniformly towards infinity. <coughs> okay. And where all the crenellated and crispy and foamy bits are, mm-hmm. those are ramping exponentially and moving variably to each other, and that's why the colors are so variable, right? Mm-hmm. And that you st- 
still see that that mathematic color wave pulse of that of the pulse region kind of thing. Okay. So when I was look, I'm, the reason I'm asking this is, I thought this one time, and I just I'd like to ask you about it because it, it it interests me. Um, I was looking at my friend's gravel driveway. My buddy Ray and I we were tripping balls, mm-hmm. and it was a gravel driveway. And there were sticks and there were rocks, and leaves, etc. And everything was in that fractal pattern. And I could actually see some of the aspects of like the Mandelbrot Brot set mm-hmm. in the shaping. And I noticed that not only were like the leaves and the rocks in the pattern, but the marking of the leaves and the rocks were also in the same pattern. Mm-hmm. And then I started trying to disturb the patterns. Yeah. And anywhere I would hit, if I would try to do it like totally like incidentally, subconsciously, or consciously. Mm-hmm. Couldn't move anything outside of those patterns, and mm-hmm. even the stick that I set down in the major pattern. If I were to really look at the stick, the striations and discolorations of the bark were even more closely and completely into every single pattern of, yeah. of the ground, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, what I put together is it was basically seeing is that fractal representation. And if you're seeing some sort of mathematical source code, it has to do mm-hmm. with the operation of the universe or like the light matter matrix. Yeah, yeah. That that was a. That's why I mean, with with um with mushrooms for me whenever i was trying to get an understanding of this when i was younger it was too variable the experience and i couldn't comprehend as much what was happening like i would get right. i would get like um Your color bleeds and i would get um um edge edge distortion uh-huh. this disdu- disruption like i would lose edge detection and like like i my ability to tell where something ended and something else started totally. would would wobble yeah. and yeah. like colors would move out of it and I would be like, why am I seeing this? But then I'd be on LSD and I would be seeing patterns that would yes, that would show me math or science. Yes. And like, granted, I got a lot of benefits. I still, like, there's so much to learn and so much in the mushrooms. But for me, at that point, the, the LSD was the learning tool. And it's I was incredibly intellectual. I was studying um, to, to point at and use it that way. I was studying uh, the Academy for Future Science work, and I was also studying the work of John C. Lilly, and I was yeah. uh, researching Ram Dass and uh, uh-huh. um, um, Timothy Leary all, all around this time. Yeah. And I was I also was reading uh, Drunvala Melchizedek, The Ancient uh-huh. Secret of the Flower yeah. of Life. Yeah. And I was doing the Merkaba meditations while listening to binaural beats and chanting yeah. in Aramaic, Sanskrit, Tibetan, Hebrew, and Egyptian. Um, the five languages used most recently that has historical contact of angelic entities, like and are also uh, <clears throat> sound, sound the language, like in the way you move your mouth and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then it's like how the the frequency and vibration that comes out affects the physical yeah. matter around yeah. it. So I'm like deep, like I'm doing like between like 200, 700 microgram LSD trips. I'm like. 18 years old, yeah. like chanting, doing Merkaba meditation, like, and I started getting to this point where it was like, um, itching space. Like it was like, like, like I could move through time. Like I could walk through space with my physical body mm-hmm. and it, and um, for like the, it was like, I say itching cause it was like the, it was like elemental time space, like uh-huh. where there was, uh, there was a lot of elements that compose the space like it was like i was experiencing time like space and there was elements that made it up yeah, and the way that i could move it through it seeing both you seeing both levels the way i can yeah, move so through it was like like you'd be it was like dis- your will. yes and like and and i could see clearly that certain ways of combining these elements would create outcomes of 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 homeostasis where i would be able to spend more time in this place undisturbed 
like and that that's where i really what i really value is to be able to not be consuming so much in of reality and take my senses inside i don't want to be constantly having all like like from the morning to the nighttime where like some people their whole life they're like the same age as me 27 years old have never meditated or looked inside ever so that's like i couldn't imagine what that life it what that life is like right so you know um i really value that and to create more of that i had and i had this uh, one experience on 700 micrograms of lsd where i was like convulsing on the floor and like i would i was like i was convulsing on the floor and then i would come out of i was moving through in my mental space or in my like my field of vision while my body was convulsing on the floor i was moving through time and i was clearly moving through time and seeing all these different outcomes i was seeing houses being built around me i was seeing traffic around my house i was seeing pandemic i was seeing fires i was seeing earthquakes i was seeing money like stock market like all this kind of stuff yeah and i'm just like (laughs) and i'm just like (laughs) this is not the trip i'm gonna have right now yeah and i'm just like which way takes me to the homeostasis like but and like i was like i was very very coherent that everything is one like i had been able to meditate for long enough and just stay in that space that like it didn't just feel like everything was one. I could very much clearly see you experienced how experienced it. I lived in I lived in Mexico. I lived in London. I like yeah. went to school with the kids that I was in the Prime Minister of England's backyard for Easter two thousand four. Like I was in these government buildings. I was hearing things my whole life. I was yeah, yeah. in these military bases. I was yeah. I was like all in all these different countries and I was like, yo, really I know that when something happens there it does this here and like uh-huh. I'm just like, yo, like so like I'm like, how do I be in alignment and understanding when every day when I walk outside knowing that it like by if I pick the wrong clothes that some kid is being hurt, if I eat the wrong food that like some family is being affected, like how do I navigate the best way? And I was, and I, in that moment I saw it and I came out of it and like I kept coming out of it and I would be like quantum space, like, like I was like, my girl was watching me like she would be saying like i was like she was like god bless her soul she saw the weirdest shit yeah like you know what i mean because she wasn't on that shit bro you know what i mean like i was like right Right. like tongues all sorts of shit it's like high level processing yeah i mean i still to this day like it like like only my family knows but i'll just be like like whenever i'm not engaged in the world like I, like i usually don't talk and if i'm saying anything it's just like scatting like i just like boop like, boop like you know what i mean i'm just like it's just like formless like like i don't want to be thinking in english i don't want to be thinking in forms wow. like i feel like my 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 whole per- process has been perverted by those experiences i like being able to use them as a tool but you don't want to be constrained by the language that mm-hmm. is taught to no they're crippling understand and, and convey what you mean I they, they don't give you the tools to understand emotions very either, well and, and again either overtly or accidentally they mm-hmm. try to sell you a vision yeah 